0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever it happens to be, wherever you are on this lovely little planet we call Earth, you are now tuned in to a new episode of the No Shit InfoSec Podcast, and I'm your host, Robert Campbell. Please be forewarned, this episode may contain strong language, or at least language that you may not consider good. It all depends how you look at it. So sit back and get ready to learn something that Evil Steve doesn't want you to know. Hey, good evening. I wanted to uh, take this chance to come to you and uh, answer a few questions that I've had throughout the past. Now, one of the first things people are always asking me is how you can get into cybersecurity. Well, the answer to that is yes. There are many, many different ways to get into cybersecurity. Um, Basically, you have to keep your eyes open and you have to look for a position. They're not gonna come looking for you the majority of the times. So you need to put yourself out there that you're actually looking for this. You need to make connections and you need to be willing to maybe sit in as maybe just um, shadowing someone for a while, saying, hey, look, I know you guys do InfoSec or I know you guys do pen testing. I'm really interested in it. Can I do like an internship where I can sit behind you? Or maybe I can come in after work and do some stuff with you guys. But you're gonna have to show some initiative to get into a position. The other thing to keep in mind is all of IT is generally in some way, shape, or form impacted by cybersecurity. So getting yourself into an IT position is not necessarily a bad way to get into it. Now, here's something else. What if you don't have a background in cybersecurity? What if your background is in something else? Like, oh, I don't know, English, psychology, accounting, programming. Well, guess what? You are absolutely 100% needed in cybersecurity. And you might be sitting here saying, wait, what do I have to bring to the table? Perspective, 100% different perspective. That is what we need in the cybersecurity community. We need people asking different questions from a different perspective, looking at things in a different box, outside of that box, and helping us identify ways that we can do things better. When people have a very common background, a very common skill set, and a very common set of problems that they are used to solving, everything starts to look the same and you tend to approach every problem the way you approached the last problem. Whereas people from the outside can come in and look at something with a fresh set of eyes and say, huh, well, this is different. What about this? Have you considered this? And while they may look at you and say, well, what do you know about security? Hey, look, the thing is, we all learn, we all start somewhere. And keep in mind, policy, has a huge amount to play with cybersecurity. And yes, we need people with something other than a cybersecurity background up there in those places where we are helping influence policy and the decisions of our business leaders. Now, the next thing that I would say is if you are in the field of cybersecurity or you are moving that way, Look, if you wanted to get an associate's or a bachelor's degree in cybersecurity, I 100% am behind you on that. I think that is great. Getting certifications, absolutely, positively, 100%. Get those certifications. Um, Unfortunately, certifications are no longer a demonstration that you have actually mastered information. Instead, now they're like entry-level credentials to get in. It's pretty much the driver's license of cybersecurity. Oh my gosh, do you have these certifications yet? No, I have no experience. Oh, well, you can't get in if you don't have the certifications. Well, how do I get the certifications without experiencing anything? Eh, That's a good old catch-22. Suck it up, buttercup. Get the certifications and hop on in. Come on in, the water's fine. It'll be okay. Just study and learn the material. We have more than enough people in cybersecurity that memorized a test dump. We don't need any more of those people in cybersecurity. We need people that actually paid attention and understand the concepts and the fundamentals. We need people that are actually security conscious. Now when you're going for your master's degree, and I catch a lot of flack for this, but I'm going to die on this hill. Do not 100% get anything other than an MBA, that master's of business administration, is the degree that is worth its weight in gold, and if you want to move into a leadership position, the MBA is the gold standard. Yes, you can have a master's in cybersecurity or cyber fill in the blank, but at the end of the day, some pointy hair boss is looking at two resumes. You've got somebody just out of college with the master's of business administration that they understand. They know that this person knows business and how to make money for the business. This person in cyber something or other, uh, they might know geek stuff, but they probably don't know how to make money for the business. You're going to get passed over every single time. It will be passed over every time there's a promotion. Suck it up, get the MBA, get a minor in cybersecurity or infosec or whatever you want to do. We need more people with MBAs that understand cybersecurity and the principles so that we can move up into those leadership positions and make better life choices for the organizations that we work for. And yes, I've had students who have come to, through my classes and they're like, hey, um, should I change my major? Well, here's the thing. Are you going to teach? If the answer is yes, then go ahead and get that master's in cyber something or other. If you're not gonna teach, then hell yes, change your major. GTFO, go find your counselor, get that MBA, get that minor in cyber something or other, and move forward. Trust me, I have yet to have a single solitary person come back to me and tell me that that was a bad life choice. I have had plenty of other people get a master's in cyber something or other, and guess what? Every single one of them came back to me and said, oh, I I should have listened to you. Well, duh. Hey, I'm gonna tell you a big secret about cybersecurity. You can go very far in the field of cybersecurity if you do nothing other than learn from the mistakes of other people. Just learning from what other people did wrong is the best way that you could excel above 99% of the other people out there in the field. The problem is bad things happen. We learn about them. But instead of going and saying, oh my gosh, here's this breach report from this organization. Let's dive into it and see if there's anything here that we can learn from this that we can implement so that we don't fall victim to the same mistake. Hey, here's a court case that just had a ruling on this person's um, user acceptance policy. So, hey, um, what was the acceptable use policy and where did it fail? What can we learn from this? Let's go sit down with legal and see if our acceptable use policy is up to snuff or if we need to reword it so we also don't fall victim to this in court. There is a lot that you can learn by simply learning from other people's mistakes. But you know what? That takes work, it takes dedication. The other thing I'm going to tell you is if you're moving into the field of cybersecurity, you absolutely, positively, 100% have to have a desire to learn, and you have to be able to demonstrate that willingness to learn. Because I'm gonna give you a dirty little secret. When most people are looking for new people in InfoSec, Skills are kind of important. Certifications are kind of nice. Degrees, eh, that's nice. But here's the thing, all of the knowledge, all of the tools that we use, all of the processes and procedures that we follow, all of that can be learned. What can't be learned and what cannot be put into someone else is that genuine diehard willingness to learn that natural curiosity that drives you to go and go above and beyond to learn about this stuff. So if you can sit there and you can build yourself a home lab and you are working on this stuff after work, you're playing with it and you go in for a job interview and they're like, okay, well, tell me about your experience. And you're like, well, hey, look, I don't have a lot of experience other than college. But here's what I do have. And go and geek out on what you're doing in your lab. Tell them about all the cool stuff you're doing with GNS3. Tell them about all the cool VMs that you've got up and running. Tell them what you're doing. Tell them the kind of pen testing you're playing around with, vulnerability scanning, uh, whatever it happens to be, app development. Geek out on it and show them that you have a passion for this. Because I'm gonna tell you right now that is something that an employer really, really wants to see. Yes, the rest of the stuff is nice, but at the end of the day, I want someone who's gonna sit in that seat and be willing to learn. Who's gonna be eager about keeping up to date on what's going on. Because Evil Steve doesn't sit on his laurels and say, oh, good enough for government work. No, Evil Steve is always out there learning, looking for new ways to exploit, new ways to victimize, new ways to take advantage of people, new ways to get money out of people, new ways to find low-hanging fruit, new ways to get in to corporations and sit there for the long haul. Evil Steve is not sitting on his laurels because Evil Steve is making money off of it. Evil Steve has a huge motivation to stay on top of things. Because if they slack off, then things go really sideways. And look, in the world of Evil Steve, when you get fired, um, you know, it's not always a pink slip. So just keep that in mind. Motivation. And depending upon what country you're hiding in, Well, that could have a huge impact on what your departure from your current job position may or may not look like. We, on the other hand, as cybersecurity professionals tend to have far less motivation than Evil Steve. And we don't even stop to consider it. We don't even stop to think about the fact that there are people out there so motivated to take advantage of us, we just take it for granted. We're just like, oh, somebody out there finds something and then they share it. No. No, there is a whole active community. They are crowdsourcing their knowledge. They are working with each other. They have criminal platforms that are now doing bug bounties to find ways to make their stuff more effective. Yes, Evil Steve is running bug bounties now. Roll that through your head for a minute. So, when it comes to the world of cybersecurity, what do we need? We need dedicated people who have a security mindset, a genuine interest in, and a willingness to learn, and those people who want to move up into a management position, you need to get that MBA. We need more people and less bean counters sitting up there giving advice to those C-level executives so that our organizations are making better life choices and not becoming the next headline at least with not a lot of work from Evil Steve. So hey, think about these things and uh, if you have these questions about how do you get into cybersecurity, look, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're really interested in getting into cybersecurity, the very first thing you need to do is find someone who's in cybersecurity that will mentor you. Somebody that will help you out, show you the ropes, tell you what to expect and give you pointers. They're not going to drag you into it. It's going to take work on your part. A mentor is there to give advice. A mentor is not there to hold your hand. So keep that in mind. So if you're looking for a mentor, hey, hop out there. Look for someone. Say, hey, I'm really interested in this. Would you be interested in being my mentor? And you're gonna find that a lot of times people will say yes. But don't just say, hey, will you be my mentor? And then they say yes, and then you just disappear and never show up again. Uh, When you come back later, they're gonna be like, yeah, I've heard from this dude before, or this gal before. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. So if you wanna hop in, hop in can't be kind of halfway about this. You need to hop all the way in. Now, speaking of Evil Steve's and the countries they work in, doesn't it make sense that if you're an Evil Steve working in a country, and that country is giving you safe harbor from other countries on this great planet Earth, wouldn't it make sense that you would not want to be attacking the country and those allied countries that are giving you protection. Yeah, it kinda does. So, if you're a hacker sitting in Russia, the last thing you want to do is be attacking Russia. That's not gonna turn out too well for you. Attacking the US, Great Britain, France, you get the idea. No problem, comrade. But attacking Mother Russia? No, no, you don't attack Mother Russia, Mother Russia hacks you, usually with a bullet. You don't do that. So, uh, crabs on Security had this cool article a few months ago. I'm going to go ahead and link it in the show notes. And it's called This One Neat Trick. Yeah. Um, one of the things that hackers do whenever they are running malware on a system is a very simple check to see what keyboards are installed on the system. Doesn't it make sense that if there's a Russian keyboard installed on the system, that it's probably a Russian system that you're on? And wouldn't it also make sense to maybe not detonate the payload and look for one that does not have that keyboard? Same if you're North Korean, probably looking for that and saying, hmm, probably shouldn't be attacking this. Let's go find someone that doesn't have this. Is this foolproof? No, no, it's not. But is it one thing that can make you a less likely victim? Yeah, absolutely. What does it hurt you to install additional keyboards on your computer? Nothing, nothing whatsoever. Unless you switch over to it and start using it, it's not going to matter at all. And if you switch a keyboard, well, you can always Google on another device how to fix your keyboard and get it back not all that big a deal so check it out i'll put a link in the show notes so for tonight that's all i've got it's a quick sweet sweet short show uh my friend brady he's off doing family stuff but i didn't want to uh leave you all hanging out there so again for those of you who are interested in getting into cybersecurity, those of you who are in and want to move up the name of the game is find a mentor those of you who are going to school get an mba And uh, hey, check out the article from Krebs on installing different keyboards on your computer to maybe trick Evil Steve into thinking that this might be a victim of friendly fire. So that's all I have for tonight. May Evil Steve rot in a sweltering heat of digital despair. And may you all have a great and glorious evening. listening to another episode of the no shit infosec podcast i encourage you to leave feedback so that we can make ourselves better you can reach us at no shit at gmail.com You can also find us on all the popular socials looking for No Shit InfoSec, including Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. We can be found on Anchor FM, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please like and review so that other people can find the podcast. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and may you take what you learned and... Make yourself and your family safer on the internet and may evil Steve catch a digital STD.